0: welcome to it welcome back bruce how are you healthy and alive yeah yourself i'm okay i'm okay did you have a small barbecue in your backyard with um no friends I and family didn't no you didn't okay but is that mm-hmm. because you weren't huh. all vaccinated is that is that why
1: no, no. Uh had some other stuff going on, so I ended up not uh not attending. Oh I see.
0: Anyone or any Let's of them? See. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well that's uh, I'm I'm sorry to hear that you didn't you didn't have the chance to celebrate with all of your vaccinated uh friends and, and family members. Uh, you know, the small barbecue that you could have in your in your backyard. Uh we'll we'll get into mm-hmm. that in a second. Mm-hmm. But I tell you I'll tell you something interesting. There's still like a uh there's still a mask thing going on here where I'm at. My gym is reopened, as you know. I've, I've been talking about that. I've been going. Now, <laughs> it's one of those crazy things. You have to wear a mask from the time you get in the door to the time you get to the workout area, which is all of 10 feet, because you know you might kill somebody if you if you don't have a mask on from the time you're walking in to the time you get to the workout area. Once you get to the workout area, you can take it off. Well, going to the gym, there's also they put in a, a COVID test center right there. You don't need an appointment. You can just walk right in because there's so many people that are there that, you you know, sometimes you just have to wait before you can get in. You Don't need an appointment or anything. It's a quick test in and out 15 minutes, you know, that kind of stuff. Of course, you have to fill out, you know, just a couple of pieces of paper on uh, on all the information down there that they're, that they're asking for. And, you know, it's, it's funny because I usually don't see anybody going into that place uh, with the exception of, well, the, the, the lemmings, uh, the, the sheep, uh, the ones that have probably already been jabbed anyway. I walked past it today. N- no mask, right? Everybody decided, you know what? That's enough of this. And, and just said, you know, the hell with it. The trainers quit. The people quit and all the rest of it. You still see a couple of people walking around in there with them. Okay, whatever. Fine. They can do whatever they want. I don't give a damn. But I see people sitting outside of this COVID test center that I walked past. I'm literally like from here to my the, the end of my boom mic away from them. No mask or anything, and I'm just staring at them like you bunch of idiots, right? They're they're sitting there. Uh, one person's filling out the paper. There's three people there. There's one person filling out the papers, and there's two others. These these look like the young, skinny jeans, thousand euro iPhone kind of you know you know what I'm talking about. Zoomers, you call them, I, I think whatever they are, you know the, those types. Uh, yeah, millennial zoomers. Zoomer is the yeah, yeah. generation Z. That would be the ones after us. Yeah yeah okay yeah that, well these yeah these are the ones after. But anyway, the, these are the yeah but. you you know, the ones that the ones that are doing it probably for status on their social media or whatever, they are masked up, locked in to their smartphones. They have absolutely no idea what's going on around here. I mean, I'm standing there like I stop for a couple of seconds and I just stare at them. They didn't even realize I was there. They had no clue. They had no idea that anybody like the world is not even happening around these people. It's not it's incredible it's absolutely incredible to see this so we got a lot to talk about today we did we did do our exclusive yesterday we we released that for our normal listeners because th- those of you that are not subscribed to us on telegram usually don't get a lot of that content and so we decided that was a good that was a good informative presentation we put together. And we've never actually gone that in depth into social credit, at least not to that level as to the specifics of it all. So I thought, why not? You know, we'll, we'll put it out for everybody. It was a lot of information in there. But anyway, to the July 4th goal. right? Joe Biden said that he wanted his goal to be July 4th. Right. So you can declare your independence from the virus, not the British. No disrespect to our UK listeners, because let's face it, yesterday was treason day. Mm hmm we're all ungrateful colonials, you know that type of thing. I always get it from Marty and the rest of the people. And I spoke to Marty today. We'll get into that in a second though. The Biden administration, yeah, they fell short of their vaccination goal. They didn't quite make it. Uh, they, they said that they wanted, uh, was it, um, was it like three three quarters? They wanted like seventy five percent vaccination rate or something like that. And they, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm wanting to say it was like two hundred million or something. Two hundred like million that. We're yeah, that was it.
1: or something, somewhere in there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so July fourth was a target date set by the administration to have seventy percent of American adults vaccinated against COVID nineteen. So yeah, about two hundred million. The administration fell short of that goal just just a little bit, despite massive PR campaigns uh, in the form of nationwide tours by key administration personnel. Gee, I wonder why why aren't people listening? Why, why aren't why aren't people listening? I, why why aren't people listening to you to you liars and you frauds? Why, why aren't they listening to you? I, I, gee, I wonder why. You know. It's almost like they're, they're addressing a populace as, as a politician. They're addressing
1: a populace that um, is the descendants of um, people that basically flip the bird to the, the uh, monarchy at the time.
0: It's almost like we, we don't really care what politicians have to say. I, I think that that's honestly, I think that goes along with the disconnection in all of this is I don't care what you people have to say at all. I, I don't care. You can say whatever you want, and I could care less. I don't care what you're selling. Whatever you're selling, that's all the more reason for me not to buy it and not to even want to consider it. So I don't care. First and foremost, I don't care what you have to say. Okay, that's the first thing. The only thing I have to say to you in turn, which again, you don't care what we have to say, but the only thing I personally have to say to you is you're under arrest. I've gone over that before. That's the only thing I'm interested in saying to you. Other than that, we have nothing to discuss except for you going in handcuffs to await your trial. That's all that I have to uh, discuss with you, any of you that goes for any political person or bureaucrat that's violating the Nuremberg Code as we speak. That's not debatable, according to the CDC, because they've been amazing with their statistics and their their advisory capacities and everything else that they've been doing, just like all the others around the world in the Western world. They've been stellar in their hell. The uh, (laughs) the German CDC, there's a veterinarian running that joint that, that racket, if that's what you want to call it, the same thing in the Netherlands. I, I learned that the other day. There's a veterinarian running their version of the CDC. Now, I get that there's some similarities there. I understand that's well, you know, they'll do in a pinch. I get it. They'll do in a pinch. But uh, let's be honest here. Don't you want somebody that's a, at least a medical doctor of humans, possibly advising human health. Don't don't you? Kind of, yeah, just get it together, people. If you want people to take you halfway seriously, half of the time, the least you could do would be put credible people in there. That'd be the least amount of effort on your part, according to the CDC in July. Right. As of July 1st, excuse me, as of July, as of today. Right. As of today, one hundred and fifty seven point three million Americans have been fully vaccinated in the United. I, I don't believe that. I, I don't buy that number. No. I, I don't buy that number. I think I think they've got an, an extra digit or two in there. I, I really don't yeah. buy those numbers. Uh, and the reason being is because of the campaigns and the pushes that they are advertising and all the rest of it. The numbers, in my honest opinion, have hit a brick wall. I said that it's the same here in Europe. They've hit a brick wall. I said that the Frankfurt airport was a ghost town last week. Hasn't changed. This is an airport. Understand, this is one of the three largest airports in the Western world. This place shuffles about a million passengers a day, almost, not quite. But they were in the process before COVID of building another terminal so they could take on another 200,000 passengers a day. This is a major transportation hub in the world. Believe me, I've flown in and out of there more times than I can count. That place is hustle and bustle, nonstop, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Believe me, I've flown out on uh, on in the middle of the night. I've flown out in the middle of the day, first thing in the morning. And believe me, it's always that busy. There is no one there, meaning people aren't traveling and they're not traveling because because let's be honest, if you were double jabbed and you wanted to go through this COVID passport stuff to get back to it, then you'd be out there. You wouldn't care. But that's not happening. People aren't traveling. Marty posted some pictures in our Telegram channel today. He's in central London today. Places that normally have queues lines, for those of us in America, normally that have these lines for hours and hours and hours, tourist hotspots in London, St. Paul's Cathedral being one, some restaurants, some very famous world-famous or world famous restaurants that are downtown there, completely vacant. There's no one there, meaning people don't want to go through these ridiculous COVID protocols. So the numbers have hit a brick wall. Yesterday, seeing as how we weren't here, yesterday, the French government said that they're considering making the vaccine mandatory for ages 24 to 59. Two a defend against um, a fourth wave and to once and for all uh, defeat the virus. Yeah, that's that sounds like a typical uh, talking point that we're hearing all the way through. It's funny because, oddly enough, now, again, nothing here. uh, Now, I'm in Germany at the moment. Nothing here in the press about the French making that announcement. Of course, that announcement came out in the UK. We got that from the Times paper on Sunday. France 24 is also reporting that's one of their state run propaganda arms, but it's in English. They have a a French one, obviously, but then they also do a broadcast in English. And I'll tell you what the problem is in France. You've got over half of the doctors and nurses that are refusing to take it. There's your problem. So now they say, okay, well, you don't want to take it. You medical workers, you don't want to take it. Well, that's fine. Now everybody's going to take it. You see the double down. It's always the double down. Never admit fault, you always double down. So the Germans came out this morning. Their uh, Robert Koch Institute, which is their version of the CDC, like I said, this run by a uh, a veterinarian. They have said that um <laughs> they're they're going even further with it. They're saying that at least 85% nationwide, 85% of those aged 12 to 59 and 90% of those aged 60 and up must be vaccinated to control COVID-19 and to avoid a Guess what? A fourth wave. Are we seeing similar talking points here? They're all say, again. They're all saying the same thing. But yet, each country has been isolated from each other. So this, to me, you add the travel stuff, which they're not mentioning. They're not mentioning anything about travel. Oh yes, the COVID passports. Yeah, we have those. We have those here for you to travel. But yet, people aren't taking them. See, they don't want to put any negative press on that. Think about how Marxist propaganda works, or totalitarian. Forget okay. Forget Marxism. Totalitarian propaganda we'll throw a broad blanket over it. We'll, we'll cover all aspects of it because that's, I mean, I, I don't care. You can label this right, left. It doesn't matter. The fact is it's authoritarian in nature. They don't want any negative press at all in any decision that they make. They have to be shown as strong when, in fact, they are weak. Always happens that way. Same thing with the Chinese Communist Party at their 100-year uh, anniversary or whatever. And you got G President Xi is making all of the inner circle uh, reaffirm their, uh, their party loyalty, meaning that... They have to present a strong front when, in fact, behind the scenes, they're weak. Why are they weak? Because they're afraid. That's why they're weak. They rule by fear. It's a neurotic system. Every neurotic system is run by fear. And that's all they're doing at this point. They are so, so desperate. I showed Bruce, I I, get, I can play it, but you would only hear it. I showed Bruce the new United Nations ad for the COVID-19 vaccine. It's like Chanel number no. 5. I kid you not. I, I could play it, but there's no words to it other than just music. It's ridiculous. Bruce, what do you think of that ad?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go out and get my vaccine uh,
0: if uh, if I have one of those hanging off my arm. Uh, yeah, y- you got this uh, just to kind of narrate for people. It's <laughs> it's this ridiculous voice changing music stuff that we've been hearing over the last decade. It's that stuff. And it's some woman who looks like a, 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 a sun deprived cult member. Who is holding this bottle that looks like again looks like Chanel number no. five, and on it is a label that says COVID nineteen vaccine. The numbers have hit a wall. That's the problem, and this is why I think they're at the end here. Because as far as uh, this goes, because here's the problem: if the data we looked at is correct, and every single doctor and and nurse and and whatever that's and scientists that has been out there that's been banned for talking about it, like Doctor Mike Yaden and uh, and uh, Doctor Dolores Cahill out of uh, Dublin. And Dr. Sherry Tenpenny from Ohio, any of these doctors, these prominent doctors who have come out and said that this is going to cause a problem, we've gone over that research paper. The University of Galveston in Texas in 2012, they tried to create an mRNA vaccine against the coronavirus back then. It didn't work. Why didn't it work? because all the animal test subjects died. All of them. This is why they've never been able to get mRNA pushed through. It I happened. Mean, it didn't work. It, it depends on
1: your perspective. Okay, because, fair. You know.
0: Fair. <laughs> fair. If you, yeah, if you're a genocidal maniac, yeah, it worked perfectly. Yeah. yeah worked however, however, it didn't simply cause death in the test subjects just by being vaccinated. It only happened when they were reintroduced to a coronavirus once they were reintroduced to that coronavirus, because they came in contact with another spike protein, their immune systems went into overdrive. It caused a cytokine storm, and it killed them. Here's what I think is going to happen. Now I'm just I'm just speculating because I'm I'm making this assumption based on the research that we've looked at, and I'm basing my assumption also on what the experts that have been banned are saying. They all seem to be saying the same thing. The only thing they're not agreed on is how long that's going to take. That's the only thing they're not agreed on. But there is a consensus between them that people that did have this jab are going to start dying when they come in contact with another uh, coronavirus and that spike protein that they're now manufacturing is going to cause their system to go into overdrive.
1: Yeah, and it might actually warrant giving an example of uh, a cytokine storm. See, for for the listeners that may not know, the current reaction to COVID-19, the, the severity of it, you know the pneumonia, the heart problems. Those are all cytokine storms. That 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 that's what's causing those other side effects, blood clotting. You know uh, all of that. So when this happens again, you know, and people start dying from the vaccine being re-exposed, right, or to to a virus. And the thing is, is in the research paper. It was any coronavirus, wasn't it? It wasn't just a specific
0: one. It well, was just something was, from the COVID family. Yes, it was the garden variety, as they call them. There's like four of them, but it's, it's like those are the most common ones you run into. They call them the garden variety. It's, it's not all of them, but it's just the, mo- the most common ones. So they get
1: re reexposed to, I don't know, the flu, which is largely a coronavirus. Um, and, and when flu season pops up, they will have the same severe symptoms that we're currently seeing with severe cases of COVID nineteen. The media will say the media, the the governments, the uh, or you know, they'll all say, "Well, this is this is another wave of COVID. This is uh the epsilon variant, and the it's it's more wave. deadly." And and we'll have the fourth or fifth, whichever
0: we're on by then. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this this is this is what I think their concern is. See, you've already got all the lemmings out there that have been uh, double jabbed. That They've already... They're, hell, they're waiting for their third one. What I think is going to happen is these people are going to start dying and they're going to look really stupid. I'm talking about the, the ones that are out there pushing it. They're going to look really stupid. And I think that's going to cause even more anger. So now they're rushing to try and get everybody to forcibly take it. See, under the Nuremberg Code, you can't do this. Hell, you can't do any of what they're doing anyway. See, at the moment, at the moment, they're still able to kind of say well, we didn't force you to do it at the moment. They also say in the Nuremberg Code that they cannot coerce you, but they are very convincing in a lot of ways, aren't they? So I honestly think that the numbers have hit a wall again. And I think that now they're moving ahead and they, they have to move. They don't have a choice. They have to move. Cyber attacks are, are more prevalent. They need a cover somehow. They, they need to create a cover for an economic collapse. They have to create a cover because the system's at the end. It, it can't go any further. And so what better way? than to cause an economic collapse and say, oh, look, see, see, you didn't listen to us. You you didn't listen to us. All all of you that didn't uh, that didn't do your part. It's it's causing this problem. Well, let's see. Uh, Is it really the unvaccinated people that are causing the problem? Well, let's have a look. There's an article this morning that came out of the Berliner Morgan Post. Okay, that's the Berlin morning newspaper here. Okay, now this is this is an article that came out in German. You're probably not going to see this uh, over in the US. I did post it over on our Telegram channel. If you have an online translator, go and read it. This was a story that came out of Tel Aviv. Now, that is one of the most vaccinated nations in the world. As a matter of fact, so much so that the government actually made it mandatory for students to go in and take their final exams. You had to be jabbed. Personally, I don't understand how they can even do that but nonetheless, they did it because you had a compliant population. That's actually how they're able to get away with a lot of this is compliance. People are just doing it. But I think once people start to succumb to it fatally, I think that's going to change a lot of minds really quickly.
1: I don't think so. The, think? The,
0: the narrative will be, no, I, the narrative uh,
1: they're going to push is that it's a new variant and mm-hmm. nobody is going to talk about in the, in the mainstream that this was the side effects of vaccines. No. And the people that
0: do will be branded um, conspiracy theorists. Yeah. Conspiracy theorists, anti-vaxxers and all that stuff. uh, And I know we have new listeners. Welcome to all of you. Understand something. We're not anti-vaxxers. I understand that vaccinations are real science. I get it. But at the same time, I also understand that these things are extremely delicate and you have to do them correctly. You don't rush this. You don't push this. And I know it sounds like I'm repeating myself to a lot of our regular listeners, but we have new listeners, so I have to take that into consideration. You don't rush vaccinations. People don't have monotheistic immune systems either. Dozens of students were infected with a coronavirus at a party in Tel Aviv. Now, they're calling this chain infection. Israel had a very low incident level due to um, a uh, massive vaccination campaign. But see, here's the problem. The numbers are now rising again. Now they've got 2,455 active cases of infection on Sunday. So that was yesterday at the time of this recording. The number was as high as it was at the beginning of last April. So wait a minute, everything you've done over the last few months has been irrelevant? Is that, is that what you're saying? So basically they, they don't work. Is that is that what you're saying? Because that's what I'm taking away from that. In particular, the chain of infection from an infected school child is causing uncertainty among the authorities. Well, gee, It doesn't take a rocket scientist, fellas. Are people in the bureaucracy this stupid? Are they really that stupid? Bruce, you're nodding your head. Are they really that stupid? Yeah? Okay. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I I, I think they're...
0: Now, this was according to uh, TV broadcaster Channel 12 in Tel Aviv. They say at least 83 young people caught the coronavirus at a celebration, all of them with the same classmate. (laughs) Now. Now, the uh, of course, the main worrying thing they're talking about is the uh, the chain infection that led to the outbreak. Well, let's take a look at it. According to the Times of Israel, major paper around the world, people read it all over the place. The young man who distributed the virus at the party was vaccinated. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, I- I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, but I understand how to read data and. And I understand that once you're vaccinated for something, then you're supposed to be protected against getting it or giving it. That's typically how vaccines work. So if he's been vaccinated against COVID, then not only should he be protected, he shouldn't spread it too. Is that is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, excuse me. So we're I mean, being sold anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you got to get vaccinated, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Now, he in turn had been infected by a relative who had also been vaccinated. Maybe I'm not understanding how this this immunity stuff works. Maybe maybe I'm just not getting it. And now now, this is the other interesting part about it. Um, And that relative had been been infected by a person who had also been vaccinated and who was recently in London. So wait a minute, just so I'm clear, Mm. a vaccinated person infected a vaccinated person who infected a vaccinated person who spread it to all the people who were vaccinated. Just so I'm clear. Are, Are we seeing that trend here? I'm not mentioning anyone who was unvaccinated. I'm not mentioning that because it's not listed here. What they're listing here is everybody that was infected and everybody that was transmitting the virus was vaccinated. That's the key here. You, you know what I'm taking away from this? go ahead. we we We
1: have to continue with the hand sanitizer everywhere. We have to continue with the masks. We have to continue with the social distancing. We have to continue with no longer allowing people to travel freely. we We, we have to regulate all those things because clearly, um, the vaccine can mutate and um, we, we, we have to protect everybody. You mean the virus
0: can mutate and the vaccine doesn't protect you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, typically, uh, that, that's the whole reason you have a different flu vaccine every year is because the, the viruses mutate. So they, they try to pick whatever the, the top mutation is or mutations, plural. Um, so, yeah, it, the, the virus mutates. We, we've seen back when uh, we were talking about this last year. Um, I think within like six months or something like that, it had already mutated something like 30 some times. It had 30 some major mutations.
0: But the fact is, is that when you push this agenda, what they're not talking about here is the most obvious thing. Once you become infected against the SARS virus, you have immunity for a minimum of 20 years, if not the rest of your life. They're not telling you that. Why is it they're not talking about reinfection? Answer, because it doesn't happen when you come in contact with the SARS virus. You only get it once once you have it you're immune of course we've changed the definition of immunity haven't we just like we've changed the definition of a pandemic if you don't believe me go and look those up that's what they've done immunity is only achieved through vaccines now it's no oh, longer yes. yes and it doesn't matter if you and yeah and it doesn't matter if you've had it also that that yeah. doesn't count yeah you have to no. you have to also now yeah so with 2455 active cases of infection on sunday the number was as high as it was at the beginning of last april mm. Okay. okay And the Ministry of Health in Israel is expecting 500 to 600 new infections daily in the coming week. Also, now, see, you got to start all over again. Yeah, see, you're not doing what you're told. You got to start all over again. Uh, And see, you're going to need all these new things. Now, does anybody seem uh, even halfway aware of the fact that no one's asking for any kind of a, a, a booster or anything like that? They're just shoving them to you now. No one's asking for that. That should concern you. As uh, an Israeli broadcast network, I-24 News calculates, there has been a <laughs> there's been a one thousand percent increase in new infections in the last two weeks. See that they're spiking everywhere. We gotta close everything back down, and we have to re-implement social distancing and, and mask wearing and, and everything. We well, gotta start all over again and uh, because you know, you got that new variant that's going to be out there. Yeah. So you're going to have Delta and Lima and, you know, you're going to go on the way through. Isn't that what the is that what Dr. Navarro of the World Health Organization said? You're going to inevitably just go mm-hmm. through all those anyway. So it doesn't matter what we do. Uh, you're just going to go through all those. In the meantime, the number of Corona patients in hospitals is also rising again. It's, yeah. The hospital's filling back up again. Have you actually been to one? Have you been down to one? Have you physically gotten in your car and driven down and gotten out at the emergency services at a hospital? Has anybody even done that? Because I have. I've gone to three of them. I drove past them when they were doing all this hard lockdown stuff in uh, in Germany last uh, over the winter, over the cold and flu season, which I said they were going to do in July of last year. This time last year, I said, oh, wait until they get to the cold and flu season. Watch what they do. There's a major hospital just down the road from me. There's two here in this town where I'm at. Empty. They were empty, but the cases were everywhere. Hospitals were were overflowing. That's what they told you. Now, according also to the Times of Israel, only one person has died uh, of or with coronavirus in Israel in the past three weeks. See, one person. D- you got to stop. Yeah, you got know, you got to got to close society down. You got to regulate everything. The government now wants to tighten the measures again in Israel. Prime Minister Naftali Bennett. Listen to this. Now, mind you, I was talking about the case of all the vaccinated people infecting all the other vaccinated people, right? Listen to this Prime Minister Naftali Bennett called on people on Sunday to wear masks again indoors and avoid gathering. If more people become seriously ill again, the government wants to restrict access to restaurants and events for unvaccinated people. Are you hearing this? I'm, I'm baffled that this is the Israelis.
1: You know, the, the nation that was formed after the Holocaust. For yeah. the survivors of the Holocaust, basically, yeah. um, and they're going and grouping up people, just like the Nazis did.
0: I I like, don't I, I don't I, understand yeah. it. That's that is that is beyond anything I can comprehend at this point. I, but, I, I guess it's okay when you do it to your own. Yeah, I yeah I suppose so. In addition, now listen to this. In addition, they also the the health minister in addition has added to this. He said that uh, vaccinated people can also get infected, and many children and young people have not yet been vaccinated. Think about what he yeah. think about what he just said. I'm going to I'm going to repeat that quote. Vaccinated people can also get infected and many children and young people have not yet been vaccinated. Think about that. He goes on to say we should worry and see how we can contain the situation before it gets out of hand. OK, as a as a human being, I'm looking first and foremost, I'm looking at that statement and I'm, I'm scratching my head because the entire thing is uh, we're, we're living we're living in hell. When you see people saying stuff like this, this is an outright denial of reality. We're going to take something that doesn't work and we're going to have more of it. That's what they're saying to you. Oh, and by the way, we don't care about human life. We're we're just gonna risk it and see how it goes. That's what we're gonna do. We should worry and see how we contain the situation before it gets out of hand. I agree that the people should worry and see how to contain you before you get out of hand. I would flip that back around. But anyway. All right. That's what's going on in uh, in Israel. I, I had to. Yeah, I had to I had to get into that. Sorry. That's just that that's just ridiculous. President Joe Biden. He wanted to hit that target. Right. He wanted to hit that target. and He didn't. He didn't quite make it. He wanted to hit that target. Well, he's out today and he's given a speech at the White House. At the podium there outside, and uh, he tells Americans, "Getting vaccinated is the most patriotic thing you can do." You see, that's that's the most patriotic thing you can do. Government officials are now telling Americans what to do on Independence Day and invoking it as patriotism. I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that the most patriotic thing
1: you can do is dump some tea in a harbor because of the taxes and flip the bird to the government and say, "Go screw yourselves." That, that That's kind
0: of the most patriotic thing we could do. Yeah. Yeah, it is. This is the tweet. I'm reading the tweet from his official account at POTUS on July 4th, 2021. He says, if you haven't gotten vaccinated, please do it now. It's the most patriotic thing you can do. Now, the speech that he gave at the White House, he said the following. My fellow Americans. Yeah. Where, gee, I wonder, wonder where he came up with that that opening line. My fellow Americans. That's the most patriotic thing you can do. So please. If you haven't got vaccinated, do it now for yourself, for your family, for your community and for your country. Bruce, don't you want to get vaccinated for your country? (laughs) Don't Don't you want to get vaccinated for your country? Isn't it? Isn't it worth it? I mean, don't you love how they just they play on your goodwill towards other people through all of this propaganda campaign that they've been pushing for the last two years? Don't you love how they make it about everyone else and not about you? Oh, no, you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for everyone else. Was it just like the, with the masks? Oh, no, don't don't do it for yourself. Do it for everyone else. Same thing with the vaccine. Don't do it for yourself. Do it for everyone else. Don't you care? Yeah. So some of the uh, responses to that tweet that uh, President Biden put out were the following. My choice, Joe. The most patriotic thing is to fly the flag, Joe. I would uh, I would argue that that's not really the case. Like, but
1: yeah, whatever. Flags just a symbol. It is it doesn't actually.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah, and if anybody knows that, uh, especially on the Fourth of July, it's Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook. Bruce, you're a meme guy. I know that you've probably seen the glider photos already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cringe worthy, man. What is this guy's problem? He's an absolute idiot. He's out there throwing a throwing a spear at a chunk of wood with with like earmuffs on. What's wrong with this guy? It's like they get to a certain level and they just go insane. I don't understand. But anyway, uh, I, I guess when you get to that point, and you have that much money.
1: You, you you don't really care what people think of.
0: I guess so. What yeah. You do, I guess. Yeah. It's, do Whatever you, you want. You'd never. Yeah. You know, you'd never see me again. Government officials telling Americans what to do on Independence Day and invoking it as patriotism is peak irony. Was another tweet. If I do and I get this COVID vaccine reaction, who will pay for the medical expense and loss of permanent income? You? Big Pharma? Of course not. Another person responded, I got vaccinated and I am currently stuck at home with COVID. Not exactly that patriotic. Uh, do one more of these things here. I think the most patriotic thing you can do is to step down or to step down back to your basement and stop with the brainwashing and guilt tripping of Americans. I, I like that one. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. I mean, here here's a guy that literally never came out of his basement. And, you know, Bruce, you know, he's the most popular president that we've, that we've ever had. You know, did you know that? Yeah. He's, he's the In most, American history. Yeah. He is in the, in American history. This guy's more popular than Obama. Yeah. It's more popular mm-hmm. than Obama. You know, it's funny. Uh, Biden went down to, um, to some fairgrounds and, and, uh, boy, you see the, uh, you see the crowd, the, the bustling crowd that he, that he had there. I mean, they were breaking mm. the sides of the, 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 uh, the shrubbery off there to, to get to next to this guy. I mean, I've seen more, I've seen more excitement at funerals. Okay. I mean let, let, let's be honest here. Most popular guy, right? Most popular president we've ever had. More popular than than President Obama and that that was truly his, a historic event, right? First black president in American history. Of course that's historic. I expect that to be a special event. Mm-hmm. But but President Biden, he's more popular than than Obama. He got more votes than Obama his first time. And an old white guy. Yeah. Got more votes
1: than the the first black president. Mm -hmm. So uh, same party, might I add. You would think... Same ticket, actually. (laughs) Yeah. You would think they would have... So the argument now is it's not that people voted for Obama. No, no, no. They voted for the vice president because clearly he's the most liked president in American history. Right,
0: right. Well, how's this for uh, the most liked president in American history? Uh, There was about... Thirty people that showed up to the to the Biden rally at the fairgrounds. He went to. It was in Michigan. Uh, Trump was in Florida having a rally, and around around forty five thousand people were at that rally. Uh, you know, I, I'm not gonna. I'm I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to uh, cheerlead for Trump. Uh, I, I'm not going to do that. I've made my stance on Trump clear. And I know that people out there, if you still support Trump, that's your right to do so. But quite frankly, from my standpoint and all the work that we do around here and all of the information that we look at, I hold Trump responsible for these vaccinations that are causing harm to people uh, and are going to cause more Harm to people in the coming uh, weeks and months, so uh, I, I'm I'm not going to uh, be a cheerleader for Trump anymore. So he can do whatever he wants. Like I said, I have no animosity towards people that still support the man. I still like the idea that he represents. That's what I liked about him to begin with. The idea of what he represented. Yeah, sticking it to the system. I don't like this so-called uh, deep state. If that's what you want to call him, I've never called him that. It's a it's a corrupt uh, group of of occultists. Is all it is, nearest I can tell. But I'm off the uh, the the Trump train. I, I'm not I'm not going to be on that. If he wants to run in 2024, okay, fine. But quite frankly, the uh, the aspect of this vaccine has really really put me off of that that whole campaign. Uh, and I'm not uh, I'm not interested in whatever he does anymore. So that again, that's just me. That, that's just me. Uh, I'm for the individual. I'm for the nation state. I'm for people ma- being able to make up their own minds. I'm for people being responsible enough to make the right decision for themselves, their families and their communities. I'm not for a group of out of control, genocidal maniacs running around saying they're now forcibly going to whack people up with an experimental vaccine that has killed more than 6,000 people because Trump cut a bunch of red tape called Operation Warp Speed. You don't rush this stuff. You know, the the thing is, is if they would have rushed a vaccine that was
1: an actual vaccine, that's, um. That would have been different because that, was based on, that would have been based on technology we've used for decades. Uh, this one is brand new tech. Never been, never been tested like this before. In fact, it's never made human trials that I'm aware of. Other, well, I take that back. CRISPRs. Technically, CRISPRs are the same technology as mRNA vaccines. But they've never um, cleared it for and, human
0: use because of yeah. the research that we've looked at before. Yeah. It's killed all the, the animals in the trials.
1: Yeah. It's still in experimental stages. Yeah. Um,
0: but uh, to this,
1: um, this rally that was uh, in Michigan, um, I personally would have attended, um, in fact. And I I, I, too. I, I probably would have even worn a mask as
0: well. I would have too. I, honestly, I, I really would have. And the only reason I would have, it would have been a reconnaissance mission. <laughs> That's what it would have been for. Well, you, you would be seeing memes of, of a guy
1: in, in the crowd white male with a mask on, flipping the bird with both hands as the car
0: passed by. Oh, I see. OK, I was I was, yeah. was going to go just to see what kind of company was there. Right. You know, just just to see. I mean, to be honest, yeah. like, Bruce, yeah, that would have that would actually help their numbers. I mean, they would have had 31 people if you would have been there. Yeah, but it still would have been great meme material. <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right. So out of the Army Times this morning, they're saying that uh, the top brass has been told to uh, direct commands to prepare to administer mandatory, hear me, mandatory COVID-19 vaccines as early as September 1st. Now, they're banking on a full Food and Drug Administration licensure. Why would you, if you're a Food and Drug Administration, why would you approve this after this disaster that we've gone through and we're continuing to go through? with all these people that have died. These are just cases that we're talking about that are out of the VAERS system. God only knows how many of them are. And that's just in the United States. God only knows how many we're dealing with in the United States and around the world. Not to mention what the long-term side effects are going to be. You can't mandate an experimental vaccine on government troops. You can't do it. That's why. But they're expecting to have FDA approval. That's why they're saying that.
1: Yeah, the the problem with the VAERS system is... um the number of reports coming in, you need to add a few zeros to that to, to get an actual idea of what's going on. Because people, number one, people don't report that. I mean, most people don't even know about the VAERS system. So yeah, you add a couple zeros to to whatever we're seeing there, and that's probably closer to accurate.
0: Yeah. And to be honest with you, the, uh, the number of deaths, the number of vaccine-related deaths that we usually deal with over the course of a, a year is around 25, if anyone was wondering just for comparison. So I've seen some videos of some troops, you know, various TikTok videos and whatnot, uh, asking other troops, "Hey, you know, you got your jab yet? Cause they've been, I mean, they've, they've had it. It's available for them to get. You've even had, was it? The commander of Fort Bragg said, no, you can't leave post if you haven't had it. But, uh, the troops don't seem too keen on, uh, on taking this thing, do they? They, they really don't mm-hmm. seem to be on board with that at all. So what do you think that's going to cause? Yeah, that's going to cause a little bit of, uh, uh, depending on on
1: how resolute uh, they are on saying no, um, you, your your armed forces may drop in manpower rapidly.
0: I, honestly, I th- I think it's it's not just the armed forces. It's not just that because look, the medical personnel they're not taking them. That's what the key is here. They're not taking them. The armed forces they're not going to take them. Okay. So you're fresh out of people to enforce this stuff. Okay. If that's the case, if you can't get more than half the medical personnel in your nations to take them, that's the first problem. The second problem you run into is if you've got more than 50% of your armed forces and your EMS workers, your police officers that won't take them, you're fresh out of people to enforce this stuff. That's a problem. If you're an elite, that's a real problem. But More than that, what did we hear last week? What what did we cover last week? You've got corporations that are doing succession planning right now. Corporations don't care too much about who they do business with, to be honest with you. I mean, that's just a fact. Case in point, China. Corporations are over there in bed with China. They're in bed with Klaus Schwab and company. They really don't care. They're interested in two things, market share and their bottom line. They really don't care much about anything else. If corporations are doing secession planning, and they do this, they—I mean, they—they—they they, they do this. They do secession planning all the time. They always look for people to backfill. There's always a backfill. Yes, they do a lot of. Once you get into like major corporations and you get up into the higher ranks of things, up into like executives and stuff, a lot of times what they'll do is. They'll do one. Corporations, major corporations, will do one of two things. I know this for a fact. First, they'll do an internal promotion. So they'll take someone from within their ranks because they don't have to retrain them. They don't have to uh, put them through the uh, uh, the corporate what do you call it uh, training regiments. You know, you don't have to indoctrinate them and all that corporate stuff, right? You don't have to do that. So you'll do an internal promotion. Okay, that's one thing. The second thing, if they can't find somebody internally, then they'll bring in someone from the outside, or maybe they've already got someone from the outside already lined up. Though that is very rare with major corporations, they like to keep their own people in there. They don't like to usually go outside because then again, you have to retrain all these people. You have to bring them in and you have to, uh, well, more or less, for lack of a better term, you have to indoctrinate them into the way of that corporation. So I get it. But this is a little different. This is session planning that corporations are doing. They're planning for a mass labor shortage. They're planning to replace people that have been vaccinated. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. That means that they're going to lose those people. They're planning on losing those people. Typically, in my experience, when you start dealing with people at the executive level in major corporations, they tend to be a little bit more in the know than the average Mr. and Mrs. John Q. Taxpayer. They tend to have people that they speak to behind the scenes, other corporations, government people, whatever. I, I'm, I'm just saying that that's what they do. Uh, case in points charity events, right? That's a big handshaking event for a lot of these major corporations because they can push a lot of their money and a lot of their agendas through all of this. And they get a nice, generous tax break from Uncle Sam in the IRS when they push their money through tax-exempt foundations and charities. And when you go to these tax event foundations and charity events with major corporate heads, then you see the kind of people that you're rubbing elbows with. And so you tend to know a little bit more than the average person. So again, coming back to this, if these companies are doing secession planning and planning on replacing people that have had the vaccine, that means at the executive level, they know something that you and I don't know, something that the general public doesn't know. They're planning for a mass labor shortage. Again, they can use that. the, The elites can use that to Pull the plug on the markets if they need to. Oh, we've got a mass labor shortage. Oh, we've got all these, we've got all these, uh, these scarcities and and all of these uh, shortages in food and 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 uh, infrastructure. Do I need to tell you what's going on in California or New York with your electricity? I, I digress. All right, let's uh, we'll, we'll come back to some of this uh, this COVID stuff tomorrow. I, I'm really, I'm really tired of talking about it. Let's let's switch up here a little bit. We've looked at people that are running for governor in the state of Texas. Chad Prather is one guy that's running for governor in the state of Texas. Greg Abbott, I think, is running for reelection. He has the endorsement of Donald Trump. But this other individual caught me. And this is an interesting name. I've been following this gentleman for quite some time. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Allen West. He has announced his bid for Texas governor against Greg Abbott. Colonel West has been a member of Congress he was in the uh, when he was in the state of Florida. He was a member of Congress there, and I remember him saying about ten years ago that uh, he wasn't going to stand for any of the uh, uh, any of the uh, the destruction that the Obama administration was putting on the United States because he wasn't going to sit back and watch what he fought for, what his father fought for, what his grandfather fought for go down in flames. Next, he went on CNN, and after he was on CNN, well, he started calling members of Congress uh, calling him out for who they are as communists. Uh, I, I don't care what those people have to say. As far as I'm concerned, they're communists. And so CNN mocked him for that. And once he started doing that, well, the Republicans got together with the Democrats and, well, they drummed him out of Congress. They simply went through and they redrew the district lines in the district he was from to make sure that a gentleman by the name of David Grayson made it back in. David Grayson, for those that don't know, quite frankly, when he first went into Congress as a Democrat, he was, as a freshman congressman, he was on the ball about wanting to go after the Federal Reserve Bank. Well, that didn't last too long. Once that vote that was put up to audit the Federal Reserve... Which he was, I believe, he was one of the co-sponsors of. I could be mistaken on that. He was very shortly removed from Congress, <laughs> again. Uh, but of course, he was brought back to replace uh, Lieutenant Colonel Allen West, who just he happened to lose because, quite frankly, the Republicans had him thrown out. See, Colonel West doesn't fit with the agenda. He, he doesn't fit. He's a patriotic American. He supports the U.S. Constitution. He is. A man of the people. He believes in America. He believes in the ideas of America. Oh, and here's the kicker he's a person of color and he's a conservative. See, that doesn't fit with the agenda. He's not an Al Sharpton. He's not a Jesse Jackson. He's not any of that type. He's not a Van Jones. He's a real, tried and true, patriotic American that loves the United States of America. But see, he's a conservative, so he doesn't fit. So they had to remove him. But now he's making a run for the governor of the state of Texas. What do you think of that?
1: So uh, either he or Chad Prather would be my pick personally, both of which are good, good options. With today's identity politics and the way it is, um, I think Alan has a better chance uh, it, with identity politics. The, the problem is, is as much as uh, America thinks Texas is this wonderful, you know, the lone star state, the, you know, no, Texas isn't Texas anymore, guys. With that said, I don't think I don't know if uh Allen or Prather would would make it in, in 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 And I I I don't trust that their election process is um, you know, secure, nor do I trust that um Texas is Texas anymore. You don't trust mail-in ballots? Well, supposedly uh they did didn't Texas do something about election stuff or
0: yeah, they put in that uh, they put in like a, a voter ID law thing. And it's funny because Democrats are out today and they're saying that, um, well, they've supported voter ID all along. It's, it's strange mm. how they yeah, it's, it's strange how they uh, they mm. flipped on that. But a result from a poll was released uh, just yesterday by the Dallas Morning News and the University of Texas at Tyler. Uh, and they show Abbott has about a 39 percent support from Texans. Matthew McConaughey, the actor, apparently he's uh, been put on the, the list of possible candidates, along with uh, who's that individual that said, uh, hell, yes, we're going to take your AR-15. <laughs> uh, Beto O'Rourke. Yeah, him. Uh, the one who went on the the walkabout to find a turtle in the middle of the presidential campaign. That guy. Wasn't he supposed to be the gun czar? Yeah. Yeah. Haven't seen him. Uh, but anyway, McConaughey, who has uh, has a 38 percent approval rating, really? I mean, OK, he's 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 an actor, he's a celebrity, whatever. But uh, come on, seriously, uh,
1: well, I against- guess he's an actor and a celebrity. I would say no, because yeah. most actors and celebrities are so far left that. Yeah. Uh, well,
0: oddly, comments. he's not. Oddly, he's not, though. Uh, but he has said now, McConaughey. Now, he, he has said this is the last time I heard him on it. He said that he had no intention of running for the governor of the state of Texas. So, yeah hmm. Sure. I just saying uh, that's that's what he said. O'Rourke, right. Uh, Beto O'Rourke, Democrat who ran unsuccessfully for the U.S. Senate and president. He actually lost against Ted Cruz. Abbott gained another 12 or garnered a 12 point advantage, uh, 45 to 33 in a hypothetical general election face off. So I, I don't know. Honestly, um, out of all the out of all the candidates, I would be apt to support, uh, as you said, one of the two. I would support either uh, Lieutenant Colonel Allen West or Chad Prather, either one. I would support them. No one else on that ticket, I would support.
1: Yeah, you you mentioned Ted Cruz beating uh, Beta O'Rourke only barely. The the margin was very yeah. small. Yeah, and that's why I, I I was pointing out the fact that Texas isn't Texas anymore. And for every one of you Texans or any of you Republicans that say, "Well, you know, the Texas is you know like the leader in this," no, Texas isn't Texas. You, you can't bank on them anymore. You, you have to focus on your local stuff, your, your local politics, and make sure locally things are established and, frankly, not going to kill
0: you. All right, let's spend the last few minutes here talking about space. Hear me out on this one. We've been making various pushes over the last couple of years. Well, more than the last couple of years. Elon Musk, SpaceX, and you got Jeff Bezos, Blue Origin. You've got uh, Virgin Galactic now with Sir Richard Branson. So the U.S. is making space ventures privately in conjunction with government. OK. Well, who's also been making space ventures, supposedly? Uh, that's China. Now, I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical because the Chinese Communist Party, you know, they have a, they have a history of not telling the truth. Did you know that? The Chinese. They no, have a history of not, not telling not the, the truth. Chinese. Yeah, they have a history of not telling the truth. But apparently they have this massive space program that just came up out of nowhere. Apparently uh, it, it's just there. Now, I'm not going to say that China isn't putting things into orbit, just they have a little bit of a problem keeping them there. <laughs> Because, well, quite frankly, when was the last time you heard about something that hasn't fallen out of the sky? And it was from China. One of their rocket boosters fell out of orbit. And I think it landed like, what, 100 feet from killing somebody. So yeah, it was close from killing somebody. And it it was close from uh, hitting a large city like New York or something like that. So yeah, yeah, it was something like the size of a I to say it was like the size of a, a two-story building or something. I mean that's that's how big it was. Or maybe it's a booster, so yeah, it'd be yeah. yeah,
1: it'd be close to that.
0: I'm skeptical when I see that the Chinese are are doing things when it comes to space. Apparently they've got this exploratory rover on the moon. Apparently it's up there. Haven't mm-hmm. seen it, haven't seen anything about it, but apparently it's there. They also have one that apparently landed on Mars. I've seen it, but I that, I mean that's not what I would call Really good footage or anything like that. I wouldn't really call it that. It looks like something you could just gin up, right? Just something you could kind of create. Hell, if we got creative enough with the software we have around here, I mean we use the same stuff more or less. We use the same stuff that they make Hollywood movies out of, more or less, with audio and video. We can do some pretty cool stuff. So if we try hard enough, maybe we can do something like that. I'm not saying that we can. I'm not saying it's not saying it's not believable. I'm just saying, well, it's I'm skeptical. I would say
1: we could probably gin up some pretty good stuff with some of the side projects I've been working on. Probably.
0: Probably come up with some models and stuff that we could use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In conjunction with maybe the Kerbal Space Program. Yeah. Maybe we could come up with something good. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. But yeah. the thing that concerns me is, okay, China's got this space station in orbit now, Right. They, they've just got this little module up there that they just put up there. And now you've got uh, crews that are supposedly going up to it. And we saw a video of that launch. Of course, it looked like something that was just, you know, a bunch of people crammed in a closet somewhere. Uh, but We didn't actually see any of the getting to the station or anything like that. Usually, you'd want to promote something like that, right? Well, there's been a video that's been released by Chinese state media. Finally, finally. And they've showed their first spacewalk. Now, They were very adamant about the fact that this was all done with products made domestically in China 100%. No one from the outside helped them at all. It was all done domestically. Now, I want to show you, Bruce, you look at this and you tell me if this is believable, okay? You, you tell me if this is believable. This is the video. This is released by the Chinese state media. Okay. now I'm just going to play it here behind me so you can you can just take a look at it. Uh, there's no audio. Well, there's audio, but it's somebody rambling in Mandarin. Okay. So this is supposedly the spacewalk. So they're clamping on the thing here. Now, mind you, this is a new module that, uh, that they're at in space, right? This is a brand new thing that they've put up. Okay. But to me, it looks, well, um... I, I don't I don't really believe it. And I'll explain why, because of that shot right there and this shot right here. You tell me, how can China put something that large with those massive, massive panels in such a short amount of time? And to be quite honest with you, that's what I'm looking at. That is not real. That looks like CGI to me. All of it.
1: Yeah, this shot is def- I I can't say it's real. The solar panels don't look right. What the hell is that? circuitry they have that is massive on the back of those solar panels, number one. Number two, the, the reflection doesn't look quite right on the window there. Uh-huh. Um, the lighting looks off. If you look at the lighting the way it was when the astronaut got out of the, uh, the, the hatch, and then you look at the lighting here, this is way too soft. Um, when you're in space, there's no atmosphere softening the, the sun's emissions, so the sun is very, very harsh. Um, uh, it, it is very bright. If you watch footage of when astronauts do um, the the EVAs, that like brightness, that that harshness of the sunlight hitting them, it, it, it's not like anything we see here uh, on the planet. The clarity of uh, this picture is really some things are really clear, other things are blurred and not. So it, it looks like they're doing. They've got their shader wrong, whatever program they're using. I could mock this up in and Blender and do something better, probably. So uh no, I I I I don't think this shot specifically is real. This could be a uh like showing you what the station looks like or something from a 3D model. Can't um, be. The the this video right here was is very
0: this clip. right here is the astronaut climbing out of the hatch at the top here.
1: Yeah. Maybe I mean it like I said, it just it looks off the the when the astronaut got out the harshness of the, the harshness of the light and then the sharp so the shadows are too soft the shadows were much harsher when he was getting out i don't know it just it doesn't it doesn't look right no um that's why i said and what I is don't... that what is that attached to the camera that's,
0: <laughs> that's the other that's, thing that's my other question what? Where's that shot coming from? What? You got somebody yeah. just hanging out up there? I mean, come on. I don't buy this. I don't buy this at all. I think that no. this is just another propaganda campaign to demoralize the West. I think that's all this is.
1: Potentially. So here's the thing. I'm not necessarily. OK, I, I can't say they're not actually in space because um, the, the, the shots when it's actually from the astronaut, those look pretty real. That looks pretty close to what it, it looks like. Um, but then when you're looking at the solar panels from w- when it's coming from the suit, you know, the camera on the suit, when you look at the solar panels there, and then you look at the solar panels when it does that wide-angle shot, they don't look the same. Though, you do see the what looks like a circuit pattern in the, on this one. But still, uh, but the shots, though, they
0: have a, uh, the way mm-hmm. that it is, first it's a bright shot, now it's dark, it's pitch black? doesn't make sense.
1: It, it could be. Uh, they They have the exposure settings... Uh, I mean, this is Chinese. We're talking about Chinese products. They may have the settings wrong for their exposure. Again, this um, is the
0: shot. I don't buy the shot. You see that?
1: Actually, so I pulled up the space station and looking at it, it's possible. And here's, I mean, it looks a little too. This one looks too. That's CGI. Fake. That's not real. This, That's CGI. Yeah, this looks like CGI. Uh, but um, the the station. The orientation of the station like the the shape of it does make sense to be able to get a shot like this because it's a T shape. so this could be part of the the arm of the T if you will uh, that an astronaut is in the station taking a picture from for example mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the the problem is is that looks that just it doesn't look quite right this this doesn't I don't know the things aren't lining up as far as like how the solar panels look when he was getting out first the solar panels were much smaller. Could have been that the, they were furled and then, they, you know, they, they opened them up. I don't know. I don't know. It just it, it does look inconsistent. Am I going to say that they aren't actually there and using a combination of CG and other shots? I, I can't for sure say that they do have a ballistic missile program. If you have a ballistic missile program, you can send astronauts to space.
0: But then again, keep in mind, this is China we're talking about.
1: Yeah. So... That's why I'm like, it, it could be real. They could actually be there. It, the, the the situation there, I don't know what it is. It, it, it could be dire. It could not be. I, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's really tough to say how this is really going and if this is really a, a thing. It could honestly just be the one. So all the pictures I've seen of the astronauts there on the station have only been from one compartment. It's not been from any of the other compartments. So yeah. it's possible that they're just living inside of a, a shipping
0: container in space. That that That's very possible, too. Could be. But they're making it, the CGI part comes in when it's like this massive developed uh, space yeah. station and, and all the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got it. All right, we're out of time, so we are going to have to go. For those of you who have not signed up to our Telegram channel, get over there, get signed up to us. I know we put up our exclusive for our regular listeners today, but we aren't going to do that uh, always. So um, yesterday was a special exception. So get signed up to us over there. Also, when you get signed up to us there, you get access to our news feed and uh, you get access to our comments section. We would love to hear from you. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime. But you know what? I'm going to hold off on the email address today because we are in the process this week. We're going to change it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold off on that just today. I'll see if we can Get that done either today or tomorrow. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known as associates. We are trying to grow, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you can pass us along, we would appreciate that. We are available everywhere you get your podcast. And thank you to those of you who have passed us along. I know we have a lot of new listeners. Welcome to all of you, and thank you to all of you who have passed us along. We appreciate that very greatly. Also, if you're rating podcast, if you give us a rating we need a chance, we would appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, that'll do it for today. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone, have a great evening.